0: Stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40-plus gay life. Let's get to the show with your tell-it-like-it-is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick or a diva unless you act like one first. Okay, guys, 40-plus men, it is time for some fun, some shenanigans, and enjoying who we are regardless of where we are in our stage of life. That could mean you're going out and hiking mountains and you know going down the rapids in the river, or you could be doing some work that you've done for 23 years, but also doing something you've been doing for 30, 30 years that actually, well, puts you into that beautiful word of drag. And we have an amazing drag performer that's joining me today to talk about the ins and outs of being who you are in the world. Well, let's just say she is the fabulous Amber LeMay from the House of LeMay. I'm so excited to have you here, Amber. Thank you for being here on, hey, 40 plus gay men, gay talk. So welcome, darling. I I, I heard 40 plus men. I go, wow, that sounds like a Saturday night. It does. A Saturday night, you know, in in your basement, because that's where you perform (laughs) your show from, right? That's it. Right here in the old north end of Burlington, Vermont. Wow. That's awesome. So 40 men. Oh, could you? Can you handle that girl? That's what I'm wondering. Can you handle 40 guys in one night? Probably. Oh, well,
1: you know, at uh, 67, it, it, I might have to break them in half.
0: Well, there you go. Okay. Yeah. I'll share some with you. Okay. You break them okay. in half. We'll spread it around our, our lovely little group. But um, so Amber LeMay, you got Amber live.tv. You do this show live stream girl. How do you find the time? How do you find the time to do all this?
1: Well, it all started, um, I don't know if you remember, something happened in March of 2020 that, um, you know, I think it happened in California too. Well, COVID hit. I think so, yeah. Yes. Well, on March 16th of 2020, Burlington, Vermont shut down. And so, and I mean, no work, no nothing. And I got a little bored real quick. So on March 22nd, I contacted my good friend, Russell Dreher, um, down in um, uh, New York, and I said, Hey, I see people doing these live Facebook things. How, how do you do that? Uh-huh. And he walked me through it. And so that night I put on I got on um, um, Facebook, put on a dress and my wig, and I created Ask a Drag Queen. And hmm. so I was on for about an hour. I've got poor lighting in my living room. I've got the laptop on my lap. And every time I moved, it would bounce up and down. But people were writing in questions and we were talking about what we were doing that first week of lockdown. And so this went on for two or three weeks. And finally, Russell said, you know, I think we have something here. Why don't we um, start inviting guests? And mm-hmm. so first, I reached out to local people, politicians, business owners, other performers, finding out how they're surviving being locked down and what their plans were. And then Russell, being down in um, Astoria, New York for the last uh, 20-some years, had a lot of the entertainment connections as well. So we started bringing some of those in. And from there, it just snowballed. And so we've done... Um, uh, let's see by the time this airs we will be have done probably 160 episodes and if wow. you count the number of sunday nights between march 22nd of 2020 and right now there aren't a lot more uh sundays than 160 right we've been exactly. very 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 productive over the past three some years
0: look at you go that's amazing and, and as a podcaster i mean i'm a, on this podcast alone we're at episode yours will probably be episode 235 my other one, we've done almost 600. It's like it's an endeavor to keep, I mean, to show up and do it weekly and you know, and everything. And yours is live. So you you're you gotta put your beautiful face on and all that sort of stuff. It's a it's a chore, I would say. But I it, bet you it, love it's it. It, it. It's a
1: commitment. It's a commitment, but it's something that I've just found fascinating. Um I'm 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 just the pretty face of the operation. Uh, Russell does all the technical work down in Astoria, New York. He lines uh-huh. up the guests, he sets up our, our streaming system, um, and all of that. And I just basically, well, I, I do the writing. I write the monologue and some of the other uh, bits we do in the show. But sure. Russell does all the technical stuff and and makes the show happen. And uh, but it's it's a commitment. And I'm you know the some weeks when we don't do it, I go oh. what am i gonna gonna do now are they gonna miss me
0: (laughs) right exactly
1: and so that's one reason we, we keep doing it week after week
0: yeah i know there's i i'm going on vacation as we're recording i'm leaving on vacation tomorrow and you know working up to it i'm like okay are is the shows all recorded all this sort of stuff and i always have this little twinge so my computer still goes with me no matter what like, well, what if the email doesn't go out? Or what if suddenly it doesn't load properly? You know, because I want to be ready to like fix things, right? But, uh, and I love doing it like you. I love doing the podcast. I love doing what I get to do. But there, there are all those little interesting, you know, inner workings. But you've been doing this well since the pandemic. I mean, you started this many, many beautiful sleeps ago. And so tell us a little bit about how that happened.
1: Well, it was well over 30 years ago. And at the time, I was with a group of friends um, that we were the Vermont Cares Cabaret Players. And we were put on cabaret shows, raising money for the local AIDS um, service organization. Uh, and I was as as Bob Bolliard, as a male.
0: Mm-hmm. And yep. um,
1: um, another, my good friend, Michael Hayes, was also in the group. And we like to perform. And so we thought, well, let's find some other ways that we can perform other than the cabaret. And so we went out as the Green Mountain Gay Boys. And so we started doing a couple shows of that well we found out that people really weren't crazy about the green mountain gay boys so um there were a couple drag queens uh working in burlington at the time and, and but drag hadn't been a big thing in burlington you know at halloween there'd be guys you know messes in dresses and things of that right. nature but there really weren't any performing drag queens until um uh cherry tart and yolanda um started uh, doing shows and we went to the show their shows and the audience loved them and they're mm-hmm. very distinct uh, uh, Yolanda was a, a fairy type, of performer, um, strumming her guitar and a little outrageous. And Cherry Tart was uh, like this, uh, a Nora Desmond type, where you know, a fading star, and and she would sing off off key and tell bad jokes. But people loved it. And during one of their shows, Mike looked over to me and said, "We can do that." Mm. <laughs> he says, "I've got a, a so, I've got a costume degree from Castleton State University," and I said, "Well." You know i love writing material so let's do it and so that's we that's how we started doing um we called ourselves amber and marguerite the sisters Lemay. and we would put on shows with our good friend craig hilliard our accompanist we sing live and uh, he's still with us today i see he's still accompanying us today and uh, our, our, some other friends and we would do these shows and again raising money for j- different causes and organizations and then we were having so much fun doing what we were doing that people said hey um can I be on your show? <laughs> you guys are having fun. And so it just started growing. And so we changed from the sisters LeMay May to the house of LeMay and nice. that to incorporate more people. And then we just started doing shows, um, Regular shows, and um, we get, we created a backstory about the, the 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 House of Lemay that we were from the hot damn trailer park in Beaver Pond, Vermont. Totally made up. I, be, right. There's no Beaver Pond, Vermont. There's no hot damn trailer park. But that was our home, and that gave us a, us a base. And so everyone who was in our shows had to have a backstory from Beaver Pond, Vermont. And so that just added. So we started doing our annual fall show, the Leaf Peeping Cider Sipping Review, where we would talk about tourism and politics. And in the spring, we do our uh, our sap, tap and mud flapping review because a lot of mud in Vermont in the springtime. Yeah. <laughs> and we do Christmas shows and then we just make appearances at various um, events around town. Uh, we were asked to uh, do a fundraiser for the Edmonds Middle School Drama Department, which we called the Future Drag Queens of America. Uh, we were celebrity waiters at, for the Ronald McDonald Charities. Um, we Every year, we go to the, the Vermont City Marathon, and we are our street captains where we're in drag directing traffic, and uh, it, we're just out there, a part of the community. Oh. And I can't say enough about Burlington um, allowing us to have so much fun
0: that's so cool and that's what it's about i mean you know let's just not let's just not even avoid it suddenly now drag is like the new threat to the whole planet you know and it's just it's insane because it's about fun it's about being artistic and expressing yourself and i have done a couple of different bouts of drag in my life one of the most surprising was i worked for a software technology company. Who sold reservation systems to RV parks and campground owners? So we were a sponsor one year. And I'm, you know, I'm kind of one of those big, bold energies, like, let's do something kind of fun, you know? And so we were hosting the opening reception. And I said, you know what? I know it's a little more conservative industry, but I think they like to have fun. I said, let me do a little like, let me just do in a little appearance. I didn't call it drag. Okay. I didn't want to like, I'm like, let's let me just do a little appearance and welcome everybody. So I talked to them and they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, come on, I think we could have fun with this. So I donned this beautiful outfit that I made. It was all country girl looking, you know, some jeans and a nice little vest and everything. And of course, you know, my name was Hollywood. probably should from Hollywood, you know. And I'm com- I got my RV and it's parked out back. And you'll see the Pollywood probably should, because everybody probably should do Pollywood, right? So, and um, it was a hit, even for a very quote, conservative quote, industry, so to speak. And we had so much fun. I didn't shave my beard off. I kept my beard on for this one. I'm like, I'm you know, this is a one-time shot. If I'm gonna lose it, it's gotta be for something. And it was so funny. I had this big old huge pink beehive, like Dolly Parton kind of wig on. And of course, these big flapping, you know, chaps and everything. Of course, I had to have, you know, I had to have the girls along with it, you know. And I have never seen a community of what I would consider so like, I don't know if it's going to fly embracing me. Can we get a picture? Can we, you know, I'm like, okay, it just really opened some eyes and hearts and minds to it's just fun, you know? So, um, so with that being said, lovely little Amber LeMay, how are you feeling about being who you are and given the crazy states of what's going on, especially at least here in our America, lovely little America, not all of America, but some of it, you know? Well, I, I feel
1: very, uh, very safe and confident here in Burlington, Vermont. And yeah. I think one of that, one of the reasons is that is because I'm part of the community. I've been out there for yeah. 30 years. So um, there was one time we were walking down the street and someone heckled us. And like five people said, shut up, those are the LeMay's. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> and, so, and so put a stop to that. But uh, with on my show, I've I've concentrated a lot the past couple of months on what's going on, the attacks on the drag trans gay communities. And I've had a lot of drag queens <laughs> and uh, politicians from around the country who are dealing with this and getting their stories. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, Lucy Bell, that's that's Lucy Bell LeMay, she's our foreign exchange student from Mississippi. Um, she's our cousin and uh, she, she and I appear now together. Um, well, let, let me back up. Um, at the beginning, there was, um, um, I said my sister Marguerite LeMay mm-hmm. and Marguerite and I performed until four years ago. Um, um, Marguerite Mike um, had suffered or experienced a stroke and his recovery wasn't complete. And he was unable to appear or perform again as Marguerite. And he just passed away um, Mm -hmm. a month ago uh, from a heart attack. So uh, uh, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't wasn't for Marguerite or or Mike. But so Lucy Bell and I are the team now that go out in public. And we were asked to come up and host a fundraiser at Fairfax, Vermont. Now, Fairfax, Vermont's a small community, about 5,000 people in very rural Vermont. We knew a few people from Fairfax and we asked them, they said, oh, no, no, you'll you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And so it was for a fundraiser for a young child who needed a service dog. And it was a talent show. And we were going to be the hosts. So we get all dressed up. We drive 45 minutes uh, to Fairfax. We pull into the parking lot and there's this huge pickup truck. And all we see is this big flagpole sticking out the back. We yep. can't see what the flag is, but we just see this big flagpole. And we go, uh-oh, you know, they're here for us. And the, all of a sudden, the wind picked up, and the flag unfurled, and it was a Bacardi rum flag. Yeah. <laughs> <And> we <laughs> said, oh, I think we're going to be
0: fine. I think we're going to be just fine, just <laughs> so fine. we go
1: in, and they couldn't have been more gracious and nice, and they laughed at my jokes, which is always a good plus. And when the show was getting close, coming close to the end, I went out there and I said, you know, I do this live streaming show and I talk to drag queens from all over the country. And and I know that if this was happening in their towns, in their states, there would have been proud boys in the parking lot preventing you from coming in here tonight. And I could just hear this gasp from these Mm -hmm. 200 people who were in the audience and uh and then i said you know and i just want to thank you for being so gracious and accepting of us and vermont really is the state of freedom and unity that's the state model motto we got a standing ovation um and as we were leaving these big farmers came up and said can i hug you and Mm -hmm. you know they just couldn't been more gracious and appreciative and so vermont's different you know um it's a very special place and i'm very fortunate to have landed here and i wouldn't be doing what i'm doing or would have been able to do it for the past 30 years without the acceptance of the community
0: well and that's a huge piece of it i mean and i even within our own community there's times i'm like can we just be more accepting of each other you know and i know trans trans anything right now is a huge hot button and and i'm just I've had some conversations within our own community and I'm like, I don't get it. You know, more so the gender non-conforming piece. I'm like, yes, I understand. It can be very hard to wrap your head around it. I'm not going to say it's easy. You know, um, we actually have an acquaintance who is a friend of our oldest daughter who they finally said, I want to just be referred to as they, them. And it was, it was really hard to get, to that because they present very feminine right we knew them as a woman right but then the last time we saw them i was like i can see it i can see that that they happen to go between both now doing what i do for a living as a you know coming out coach and everything and embracing our community yeah i'm probably in it as much as you are like i'm dealing with people from all walks of life in our community but it really hurts when i hear somebody in our own community like they just need to pick a, they just need to pick a lane they just need to pick a lane what really what harm is what, it doing? Somebody, what,
1: what, yeah. what harm is it doing you that's what i want to ask what what difference does it make to you yeah
0: exactly and when that's always the question i want to ask anybody who's against all this is like how is A drag queen hurting your life. Because guess what? If you're laying in bed worrying about a drag queen doing something to you and your family, you're the one with the problem. Not us.
1: And There's another just, another segment of my show I do. It's called Altercations. And it's, you know, with all the people saying that it's the drag queens who are the groomers, you know, molesting children, doing things of that nature. I present stories of all the religious leaders who are accused, arrested, and convicted of yep. such things. And I many times I go, if you, now I'm sure there have been drag queens who have been caught doing things they shouldn't be doing. But I said, there's no way that it compares to what's going on with the religious um, um, segment. If you Google Texas church sex crimes, the list is long and long and long. Google Texas drag queen sex crimes. And all it is is false accusations yep. uh, of, of just the, the gays in general. And, yep. you know, then they, they come out and someone will say, oh, but that's like, you know, I, I realize it's not so much a gay in address or it they don't mind a guy in a dress. They just don't like a gay in a dress. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. because that threatens them somehow. So much. And I just, I I just don't understand it. And I I went to the, um, the March on Washington 30 years ago uh, this month. And uh, we had to wait. It was a huge event. And we had to wait hours just to get in line to, to march in the parade. And during that time, I would walk around to the different groups and watch. And I I walked upon the the trans group and I'd maybe seen one or two trans people that I was aware of by that at that time but right. here was you know 50 60 of them rain you know talk about a spectrum of gender mutations and yeah. physical I, I, I can't describe it in a good way mm-hmm. but it just woke me up and I just said how could anyone find fault in these people trying to live their lives you know they have enough difficulty they don't need me or anyone looking down on them they did not choose that they may accept it and be proud of it but they did not choose that exactly and that just really uh, woke me
0: up yeah well and i think that's the thing is i think every day in every way each of us are being invited to be woke even though a certain governor doesn't think that that's cool. Um, well, more than ask, one governor. Ask there's him to define woke.
1: Ask him what woke Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. He never does. He can't. He can never do it. But it's just such an interesting thing. And I, I know there there's places in my own world. So going back to, you know, your first real, you know, encounter with, quote, trans, I was speaking on a flag panel many, eh, eight, ten years ago for the first time. And there was a trans woman on the panel who had transitioned later in life, like I'm talking in their 50s. Wow. And she's a big boned, stocky w- woman like I am a man. And of course the Adam's apple was very present. And it took me a couple of times speaking on the panel to finally say, this is my friend Michelle and she is. That she was really hard because my mind, all I could see was he, right? Mm-hmm. And that was one of my biggest growth spots for me as a member of the world, number one, but within our own community was to see myself go, okay, you can, you can open up and see it and embrace it. There's still times, honestly, Amber, that I find myself when I'm interviewing people on my podcast that if they're gender non-conforming, it's really hard because again, my mind sees them visually as this. The beauty is in my work as a coach, not only in my gay life coaching and stuff, but I actually coach professional speakers as well. And I get to encounter a lot of people on the spectrum in the speaking world. And that, of course, they gravitate to me because they see my profile on the training pages and they're like, oh, he's one of us, right? So they come to daddy, so to speak, right? Um, but it's been helpful to me in this craziness that we're experiencing to never lose sight of not only who I am, but how much work there is still to be done that helps us keep it moving forward, which is a question I have for you. You've been doing this for 30 years. You've been in your professional current profession for 20 some odd years. How has Amber impacted and helped you be a better human being in your world?
1: Amber can say and do things that Bob can't.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right.
1: Amber has allowed me to have a lot of fun. Um, like I said earlier, they wouldn't, they aren't crazy about seeing Bob on stage, but Amber, they'll just sit there and clap and laugh. And so it's given me confidence in my uh, Uh, my abilities to perform and entertain, which I believe that's what I was put on the earth to do. And uh, so that that's how Amber has really helped me. And it also has made me more aware of the community and what it takes to to do stuff, because my one of my philosophies is, well, if it's not being done, I guess I have to do it. Yeah, you know, and so yep. I'm the one who organizes events. I'm the one who gets people involved in other things, and I'm the one who helps. I'm not the only one, but, you know, uh, that's right. how I feel I, I need. To, I can contribute to my community. I can't give organizations a lot of money, but I can make an appearance and uh, draw a crowd that will give some money. And so that's where I feel um, Amber has helped me contribute to our community.
0: Well, I think that's an important piece. You know, I've been asked by several, several good friends lately, like, how are you feeling? Because, you know, you're not a big celebrity, but you're a known, you're a known name out there in some circles. And, you know, obviously if you have a podcast, you know, it gets, it gets downloaded a lot. You know, how are you feeling? Are you feeling safe? And I'm like, you know, given the fact that, yes, I'll say where I live, San Luis Obispo, California. Okay. They could probably find me, but I'm like, I can't go hide in a shell that's not what i'm here for do i am i concerned at times about where i might travel to sure but i also know there's certain places i won't go one place in the far southern hemisphere of the u.s i don't think i would go to florida at this stage i'm just going to stay away for now you know but i also don't like that because then i'm like but then do they win i'm like well there's a difference between them winning and you being safe they're two different things you know And I just feel like at this point, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And again, not that I'm trying to put myself up on a pedestal, but it's kind of ironic. Right before we got on the record this, I received an email from a a guy who said, you know, I'm just beginning to come out as a bisexual. And I ran across your podcast. I know it's geared towards gay men, but I just wanted you to know. You say so many things that actually I, that really resonate with me as a bisexual man. Number one, he didn't have to take the time to write that. Number two, if that's the only person that my podcast affects this week, it was worth me living. It was worth me being on the planet. And I think that's the piece that people sometimes forget. Like, yes, we need to be cautious and careful, but the way I show up in my world, in fact, because hubby and I are going on vacation I thought, we're going to be driving some places that I'm like, okay, we want to make a little careful, maybe how we show up, but I will never not say, Oh no, he's not my husband. Yeah. I mean, I will not do that. That is I'm Pat. I'm Pat. i never was really there, but I'm past that point. If you can't handle that truth, that's on you, not on me. But I think these are the things that you and I are both men of a certain age. We have ne- learned to navigate through this, you know, so when you started doing all of this, it was right at the beginning of the AIDS epidemic, or right in it, right? That's when you like right, really right were, in the middle, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Which was really an impactful time. Now I was just trying to contend with my gender identity at that point, and that's when I actually went back in. I went back in the closet, I, and I told my parents in 1980 one probably 82 or 83 and then i went back in the closet because i just wasn't ready i couldn't do it they the pressure was so heavy on church and family and blah 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 blah, blah, right but i remember witnessing firsthand all that that was happening and going this isn't right this isn't right and then my dad's oldest brother passed away from hiv and aids like he was one of the first to go And even though I still wasn't quite there, I will never forget any of that. And I feel like this is where we as men of 40 plus age bracket, we have a lot to give back. We have a lot of perspective to share. And whether you're doing it through your art form of drag or as Bob organizing events, I just want to say I appreciate that there's people like you in the planet. You're doing it in every way that you can yay on you for wanting to like be doing your TV thing, your streaming, because some people, that's all they will get. That's the only way they can feel safe.
1: So. Well, Rick, one of the things that I I fully believe in is I lost so many good, talented friends to mm. the AIDS epidemic. And I yep. just imagine what would they be doing today? What great mm-hmm. things would they be doing? And so a lot of what I do is I do it for them, you know, because yep. they can't. Uh, but knock on wood, I can, you know, yes. there was many people who died from AIDS that did a lot less than I did during that time. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. So uh, I've got survivor guilt going on with that, you know, yeah. and uh, I just feel bad for uh, when I think of Chris and Kirk and all those guys, what they would be doing today, they'd be, ta- they were talented, funny people. And this just gone. You ask me if I felt threatened. We have a YouTube channel that has almost 2,000, uh, well, it has all of our shows, full shows. It has the individual interviews and the comedy bits we do and the news things. And uh, the comments on YouTube, some of them are pretty nasty. And I don't feel threatened, but... They're not. They're not nice. You know? No, they're not.
0: No, they're
1: not. They're not nice. And I'm thinking they would. It would be tough to to find out where I live. All you'd have to do is Google Vermont drag queen, right? And I'm gonna pop up, and then my yep. real name's gonna pop up, and then I'm the only with person in the last with that last name in the state.
0: So yep. you know, right. it wouldn't be too and, hard to find me. Well, and that's the way I feel too. But I'm also like that. Doesn't mean I'm gonna hide myself. You yeah. know, I will. I I move very i shouldn't say cautiously through the world i i moved through the world more aware let's just say that you know um we are actually going on this vacation that we're going on we're hitting la first thing we're going into la for the weekend and doing a a, three theater shows
1: we're only supposed to be
0: doing one we're seeing well we're seeing six so that was that was the original we're like okay we're going to see six and then I won't go through into the whole story of how we ended up with three, but then the theater group that's in LA um, center theater group said, Oh, we have $20 tickets for the world premiere of transparent, the musical. And we're like, why not? We're, you know, let's go. We. And so of course we're like, well, wait, we said, yes. (laughs) We're like, wait, it's Memorial day weekend. You know that we're going, we need to get a hotel now, which will be really expensive, but we worked that out. And then we're seeing a soldier's play. So we're seeing like a big, pretty big lineup. So, but here's where I'm going with this. Center Theater Group, for those of you who are in the LA area, you know it very well. It's, you know, where the Amundsen is and Mark Taper Forum and all this. And I found it really interesting and God bless them. I'm so glad they sent this email out. But we got an email that said, we're looking forward to having you at Transparent. We just wanted you to know, that we are implementing some new safety strategies as you come into our theater group. And we're going to be implementing these over the next few months. What I found really interesting, Amber, Bob, we didn't get that notice for Soldiers Play. And it's happening the next day in the same theater complex. That made me feel a little uncomfortable, but also very blessed that they say, here's what we're doing because of the, I'm sure it's because of the content. They're probably going, let's be cautious here. Right. But it also made my heart kind of sink. Like, really, we have to be to this now as a theater group. I'm sure they're like, let's just make sure our patrons are safe no matter what they're coming to see, because, hey, given all the mass shootings and everything, you never know. Right. But since we were on the subject, I wanted to share that with the listeners, like, again, don't hide, but. Let's move about with more awareness, I think is the message. And um, I hear you about those who like, love to comment on your stuff. It's like, really? So you're going to do this behind the guise of the internet. But if you met me in person, would you actually have it? What it takes to say something like that to me? So
1: so what's no, next? T- how many? Uh, uh, how
0: many things you doing TikTok? That's what I was going to ask you. Is yeah, are you doing... TikTok. We're on TikTok, and
1: those are all good. Mostly good comments. They they, yes. they subscribe to us, and and we get a lot a lot of good comments from that. Uh, Instagram, um, Facebook. You know, Amber Lemay, A M B E R L E M A Y. Or again, if you Google Vermont drag queen, um, you're going to find me. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> awesome,
0: man. Yeah. So you know, here you are, you and I are, you know, I'm almost in my sixties. You're in your sixties. Do you ever see like, okay, I'm done. Like there I'm, I'm ready to be done with this. I mean, eventually I know we all will. I know I'm looking at my podcast. I'm like, okay, at some point I'm just going to say done, done, done. But do you ever think about that? When will Amber LeMay finally sashay away?
1: I, I don't think Amber will ever. I mean, I'm not saying I will be doing as um, much as I do now in five, Oh, five years. Well, I'll be yeah. 72. <laughs> uh,
0: and you look I, fabulous, darling. You look fabulous. Uh, thank I, you. I'll just say thank that. Thank you.
1: But, um, you know, but sure, I'll be making appearances, you know, yeah. it's, it's it's too much fun, you know, it's it is just, too
0: much fun. It, it, Like
1: I said, it allows Bob to have fun.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's a, it allows Bob to not only have fun, but to be a, a presence in the world, doing what you enjoy doing and letting that part of yourself out. I, I, the guys that listen to the podcast all the time, have heard me say this, they're probably like, yeah, we've heard this, but I'm gonna say it again. I tell my husband all the time, you can take away my coaching clients. You can take away me writing books. You can take away me doing just about anything, but please don't take away my podcasts because this (laughs) is the one form that I just like, I get to be like, you know, I shouldn't say me, but I'm like, I don't give a shit. I don't care. And I want to have impact and I want to have fun. And that was one of the reasons I wanted to have Amber Lee, Bob on, uh, Amber LeMay on was because I wanted to showcase to our forty-plus guys, because you know, guys after forty, as gay men, sometimes we're like, life is over. Now ah. what? You know. <laughs> well, Amber Lemay has kind of proven it isn't over till it's over, baby. So uh,
1: that's right. That's yeah. right. Well, you know, I mentioned earlier that uh, my my um, performing partner Michael passed away about a month ago. Yeah. When that you would not believe the attention his death brought upon us. Um, oh, I'm sure. immediately one of the uh, the local news outlets did a story on uh beloved drag queen passes away the the statewide alternative newspaper did a huge story um, online and it created a montage of pictures um the the CBS affiliate uh, local news the biggest news station in this area of the country did like a, a, a three minute tribute to to him mm. you know and it was just it really made me think, we, we have made a difference, yes. you know, that people do count on us and that, um that damn it, you know, we're doing all right. You know, we're yes. doing a good thing.
0: Yep. And keeps us, I, I mean, I'm going to just say it keeps us alive. So I, I, all my listeners know this, but since you talked about your partner, I had a stroke in December of last year and I truly believe, well, I'm very, was very lucky. That was actually was number two, the second stroke I've had. Both of them have been, this one was a little bit more I don't have I didn't have a lot of residuals. Um but I know just being able to jump right back in and go okay we're going to keep going with this and swimming and I mean this helps keep me alive and going. And you know it's not all about like ooh somebody loves what I'm doing. When I get those moments where somebody reaches out and says, you know, thank you. I'm like I could have one listener and that would be great. That would be just great. So um so again, Amber LeMay, fabulous Amber LeMay, good guy, Bob. Thank you so much for both of you being here and being a great <laughs> guest. And I enjoyed this conversation and I can't wait to continue to hear all the great stuff you're doing and guys, all the stuff is going to be on there. If you want to catch Amber LeMay TV, just that's it. Amber LeMay TV. There you go. Or dot TV, right? Dot TV, right?
1: Yes. Amber LeMay
0: Oh, Amber Live. I'm sorry. It's Amber Live. Amber Live, that's right. Amber um, TV. So, well, thank you so much. And um, everybody, go out, keep being who you are, doing what you're doing, and be an amazing, fabulous, awesome, whatever word you want to use on there to describe who you are as a gay man over 40. Okay, the younger generation, they can do that too, but come on, let's give it up for the 40 plus guys and say, hey, it ain't over till it's over. So I'll thanks give some again up to him. yeah (laughs) Yeah, i bet you will yeah you want you still want the 40 guys in your basement let's just be honest okay well thank you again amber lemay thank you rick that's a wrap for 40 plus gay men gay talk where size doesn't matter we drop our bullshit get over our screwed up fears make bold moves and live life without apologies don't forget to join us on facebook at 40 plus gay men gay talk where the conversations continue